0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 12-12-2018. This is my daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into news. First, our featured story for the week is an indie game made by Nick DiPaolo, who is the one-man team behind Adam's Ascending. Adam's Ascending is a third-person spiritual adventure of the soul. It's a story-driven game that will try to go beyond the screen with its story by inspiring you to reach your purpose and potential in your own life. You can reach out to Nick on Twitter at twitter.com depalo. That's D-E-P-A-L-O. Link to his Kickstarter is in his bio, or go to, go to kickstarter.com and search Adam's Ascending to pledge now. You can even subscribe to information with the game, through parableworlds.com and don't forget to follow parableworlds at twitter.com slash parable underscore games nick the is a solo dev so we can't stress enough how important it is to support this game and this amazing indie dev so please join us at dad's beards nerds in helping nick reach his kickstarter goal one more time that was go to kickstarter.com and search adams ascending george and i have pledged this project and we are so stoked we really really hope it gets funded. So. Help out, Nick. Help out, Adam's Ascending. Let's get it done. Woo! Second is from IGN and written by Michael Domanico. That's a new name. I haven't seen that one yet. Overwatch League announces 2019 schedule. The Overwatch League has announced its 2019 schedule, which includes away games and a $5 million price pool. The Dallas Fuel, Atlanta Reign, and Los Angeles Valiant will be hosting games in their home cities. A marked change from Overwatch League's first season when every regular season game was played at Blizzard's Burbank Arena. Tickets for those away games will be available at a later date. Overwatch League has upped its prize pool from $3.5 million in 2018 to $5 million for the 2019 season. The winner of the overall 2019 season will win $1.1 million with the runner-up team walking away with $600,000 with decreasing amounts for lower ranked teams. The regular season kicks off on February 14th and will be split up into four stages, each of which lasts five weeks. The final regular season game will take place on August 25th. For comparison, this past year, Overwatch League ended its regular season matches on June 17th. Eight expansion teams are joining Overwatch League for its second season as well. The expansion teams are the Atlanta Reign, Washington Justice, Paris Eternal, Toronto Defiant, Vancouver Titans, Chengdu Hunters. Guangzhou uh, Charge, and Hangzhou Spark. The teams are joining Overwatch League's original 12 teams from Season 1. Awesome. People loved Overwatch League Season 1. I'm sure they're going to love Overwatch League Season 2. Next is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens. Fans react to Street Fighter V's in-game ads. I guess Capcom is giving Bethesda a break from all the hate. Street Fighter V's optional in-game advertisements are now live, and fans are angry, saddened, and in some cases, just bewildered by Capcom's implementation. Announced by Capcom last week, there are three forms of the ad- there are three forms the ads can take. Ad style costumes with content pertaining to the Capcom costumes tournaments, or the Capcom Pro Tour slapped on a character's clothing or model, loading ads that appear in the Versus screen prior to battles, and stage ads with advertisements appearing on the floor or background of a stage. Though similar imitations, implementations have been done before, Street Fighter V's use of ads is particularly jarring. particularly jarring. When enabled, players net additional fight money through ranked and casual matches. Though the amount gained is 12FM per fight when a new premium costume color costs upwards of 20,000FM. Fortunately, fans can simply turn them off by going into the battle setting and adjusting which of the ad types you do or don't want to see, though fans are understandably annoyed by the implementation anyway. With both casual and professional players reacting negatively to the ads, it will be interesting to see Capcom's long-term strategy for the issue. Street Fighter Reddit shows a particularly negative reaction from fans, especially at the gaudy nature of the ads themselves. Street Fighter V has had an interesting journey. When initially released, it was considered to be extremely light on content, but by the time of the arcade edition rolled around, many of its issues were turned around by Capcom. Capcom, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Why? Fourth is from IGN and written by Nick Santangelo. Amy Hennig will receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at GDC 2019. Amy Hennig, perhaps best known for directing and writing the first three Uncharted games, will receive the 19th Annual Game Developers Choice Awards Lifetime Achievement Award. Hennig will be presented with the award during GDC, which takes place from March 18th to the 22nd, 2019. Specifically, the Game Developers Choice Awards will be held on March 20th, 2019 in the San Francisco Moscone Center and will be open to all GDC 2019 attendees. Amy Heddig is a powerful figure in the game world. Her work exemplifies what good game narrative can be with pathos, humor, suspense, and energy, said Game Developers Conference General Manager Katie Stern. She is truly one of the most influential developers in the games industry these past accomplishments are just milestones in a career that will be following for years to come. But for one night at GDCA's, we'll reflect on the hard work and artistry that makes game developers like Amy the heart of the industry. Though she attended film school, Hennig realized she would rather work on games when she was hired as an artist to work on 1989's Electro Cop for the Atari Linux. Hennig would go on as a director and writer in the legacy of Kane slash Soul Reaver, Jack and Daxter, and Uncharted franchises. After leaving Naughty Dog and the Uncharted series behind, Hennig began work on a Star Wars game for Electronic Arts, now shuttered Visceral Games. She has since moved on to start her own studio, focusing on virtual reality games. This is awesome. A- Amy Hennig is, uh, she's loved in the whole video games community. I-, I don't know one person who says or who has anything bad to say about her. So awesome. Couldn't think of a better person to give a lifetime achievement award to. Last is from IGN and written by Gabe Gerwin. Red Dead Redemption 2's Javier actor didn't know what game he was working on at first. Red Dead Redemption 2 was in development for more than half a decade because it was finally released back in October and actor Gabriel Sloyer went into the project unaware he was even working on the game. Speaking to Eurogamer lawyer, who portrays outlaw Javier Escuela in the game, said it was only in the first couple of months that he had worked out exactly who he was playing. We knew, of the bu- we knew because of the boots and because of the language that we were in a Western, he said, and it doesn't take a genius. Eventually, we were like, well, what Western does Rockstar do? Other people were better at comparing notes. I didn't get that it would be so fruitful. Looking back, I wish I had. They all had a better sense of what was going on. Sawyer added that some of the scenes the cast shot were ultimately cut, and he was curious if Rockstar did so to confuse them. But that's the process, he added. Think how many takes in a film don't get used at all. Many of the characters who returned from the first Red Dead Redemption were voiced by the same actors in the prequel, but Javier was not one of them. Antonio... Hara Milo voiced the character in the 2010 game, where he played a major role as an antagonist. Rob Whitehoff, who played Lee John Marston, once again played the character in Red Dead Redemption 2, despite having effectively retired from acting. Red Dead Redemption 2 has received acclaim for its performances. Most recently, Arthur Morgan actor Roger Clark took home the prize for Best Performance at the Game Awards. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening. And let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, four ninety-nine, or nine ninety-nine per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, on Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, Or check out our Twitter bio to be a part of our ever-growing Discord community. The link is in that Twitter bio. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.